we got another day of NBA action. And with FanDuel, every night is a watch party. So it's time for your FanDuel crew to make their bets. So, what's the move tonight, gang? You know that new customers who bet $5 get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Woohoo! We're heating up, fam. Bet all the stars with all your friends and make every moment more only on FanDuel. New customers bet $5, get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Make every moment more with FanDuel. It goes down in the dim. It go down. It go down in the dim. 21 plus and present in Virginia. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus vest that expires seven days after receipt. See full terms at FanDuel.com slash sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Uh, we're talking about something for the kids out there. Now let's get into some drama for the adults out there. So if you ever stuck in space, George Clooney, that's the man to call. <laughs> you know, he'll, Everybody else will leave you, but he'll, yeah. he'll be right there by the phone. He'll, he'll die trying to get you back to Earth. He's still in space floating somewhere. Trying to, trying to say Sandra Bullock. <laughs> <laughs> that fool's still there. Look at him. <laughs> we should have a cocktail in his hand right now. <laughs> still cool while he's floating away. Shit, even if Earth is fucked up, he'll do his best to help you get back. Mm-hmm. Ain't nothing here. <laughs> but I'll do my you gotta, best. You appreciate there's somebody there waiting just to tell you... Uh, Go back. Earth is closed. Yeah. Oh, shit. Y'all didn't hear? <laughs> yeah, Earth be like, ain't nothing here for you. Turn your ass around. That's, this, thus, we have the great concept of this movie right here, Midnight Sky, where you have these astronauts that are on a two-year mission. They're out there looking for another planet that supposedly, if you go by this doctor's uh, studies and theories, it can support human life. Very similar atmosphere. They should have stayed the ass there because <laughs> Earth is gone. We, Earth, they, like my man here said, uh, we have uh, uh, George Clooney as what's his name, Doctor Augustine, Doctor Augustine Lofthouse. Damn, that fool should have a pipe on him at every moment. <laughs> Doctor Augustine Lofthouse. Well, he mostly goes by Gus, which yeah. is much easier. Yeah. yeah. Ain't nobody going to call his ass Augustine. <laughs> but, you know, they're ready to come back home, these astronauts. They're ready to come here, drink, see the family, get some ass. You know, they're ready Tell to Tell everybody, like, hey, we're saved. Everybody get on the ship. We're all going to go to this, yeah. this moon of Jupiter. Earth was like, you know what? Y'all don't need to go nowhere else and fuck this up. <laughs> y'all can't even handle Earth. Yeah. You know, let me kill y'all before y'all go somewhere else and, and infect another planet. And... That's what happens. They're on their way back after this two-year mission. They found it. They found the planet. It's cool. They're ready to come back and tell everybody good news. Eh, it's a little bit too late, though, because now there's a global disaster, that an unknown global disaster. I mean, they know what it is, but we're not told what it is. And it is making Earth quickly inhabitable. It is wiping out the population with radiation. Mm. And their only connection to, the, for the astronauts, the only connection as to what is happening on Earth is, again, the lone scientists at the Arctic, Augustine Lofthouse, saying, I can get you home, but you might want to turn that shit around. Yeah, it's nothing for you here. Ain't nothing here. Um, that, again, that's what we have here for this movie. Let's go ahead and take a look at the trailer 
for because it sounds cool. I mean, it does a sci-fi film with uh, an environmental message, a message about being responsibility and taking care of the planet. You know, and it's directed by George Clooney. Uh, it, it has a dramatic and very kind of thoughtful approach to it. Oh, this got to be good. Let's go ahead and take a look at the trailer for The Midnight Sky, and we'll be back with our review. Come in, Ether. This is Barbo Observatory. Are you receiving this? Is anyone out there? This is Ether. Does any one copy? We're not receiving anything. That puts our last contact with Mission Control at... Three weeks. Why is it so quiet? That's either. It's a spaceship that we hoped would be our future. I have to warn them about the conditions on Earth. I don't know all the details. It started with a mistake. There is an antenna that's stronger than ours. We get to that antenna, they'll hear us. Take a deep breath. In our galaxy alone, there are billions of stars. At least one of them has the potential to support life. They're thinking a lot about time. Why one person lives a lifetime? Another only gets a few years. We made a promise to our families. You want to be an explorer? Yes! Cut to my voice! But while you're doing all that, your own life is just slipping away. That's why I have to contact them. Before it's too late. So sometimes when you have a movie, when a movie's quiet, takes its time, it's seen as thoughtful, reflective, mature, dramatic, or sometimes it's just a slower version of everything you've kind of seen before. Not that it's bad, but I would just say this. This movie, I admire it more for its ambition, for its attempt to make uh, take a more dramatic artistic tone than what we usually see in a sci-fi or disaster film I appreciate it very much for that execution not not as much it, it, it hits on some disaster movie beats some we've seen just recently where I thought you know okay you know we see these in other movies and it's very predictable but at least the movie moved well I, I hear it, it's a uh, they got those same predictable moments when you finally get to them. It's, uh, it's a very slow-moving film, and those there are moments that you see people doing things, and you could just tell. I mean, like I said, a lot of, a lot of this stuff that we, we have seen in anything from space films to you know, uh, the disaster movies that we see here on Earth, there are moments that you would see people doing things, and you're like, all right, you know, I've seen this enough times to know you're fucked. I know exactly how. <laughs> uh, 
you know, and I and I don't want to be that person that says I got to have something that's really fast moving. But there's there's a reason why I don't think the pacing works here. But I'll I'll get to that in a little bit. Uh, I think you feel differently though. Oh, um, I do feel differently in as much as uh, I think George Clooney, uh, as far as directing goes, does some brilliant things here uh, with his uh, performances, with the look of the film, with the the music, uh, and. In his films, his heart is always in the right place, yeah. and, and he has a he has a sensibility of a soul older than his with the things he likes, um, and with that, I didn't the pacing didn't bother me so much. Uh, that's just things in this story, uh, 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 besides the predictability and the feeling that I either just watch this or I've seen this a bunch of times or I've seen this in a movie that he was in <laughs> already. <laughs> um, and, and, and there's just some, there's just some major logic flaws or and story flaws there. I go, um, <clears throat> this is kind of tanking this whole project. Yeah. Here. Let me, let me, and, and the, 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 while the pacing didn't bother me, I can't blame anybody. It does bother. And, and I will say that, I had to. It took two attempts for me to watch this movie. Well, I tell you why the pacing bothers me. Oh, I, I understand. And it, why not, it, does. it has all to do with story. Mm-hmm. It ain't none because uh, mm-hmm. I know y'all like Corey. You short attention span, motherfucker. No, it's not. It's not because of that. Let me t- let me let me let me explain. I, that, it has something to do with story. That's because this takes place in different settings. Mm-hmm. Um, whether the settings be flashbacks or the setting be, we're talking to the people on the space the space station. You know, because uh, we got a man. Look, we got a great cast, and I'll talk about them in a, a little bit. But the, the the flashbacks, I think, are handled pretty okay. I don't have a big problem in that. But the back and forth between between this and in the uh, and the stuff on the space station, I think that could have been set up a little bit better. Yep. And, the, and the reason why is because there's not a, look. There's not a lot happening on the Earth scenes. There's a long, the long spans of just very quiet, uh, uh, if you want to call it action going on, you know, business going on. It's very quiet, so they're not, con- you know, and but the, the end of those scenes don't ever connect to I, I know. the stuff in space. I know it, it feels so disconnected, and and then when you think the time that could be spent connecting them, we go to flashback. So yeah. we really got three stories going on here. <laughs> and and two, you can so go. I see the co- the connection here. This other one, I don't really. Uh, I mean, I guess it's gonna play in somehow. And even with the flashbacks, but the flashbacks, I'm like, once it's all said and done, I'm like, you didn't really say anything all that interesting to to really justify being uh, here. What they want to do is like justify the ending they have here. And it's like, yeah, no, no, everything. You, you realize that. all three of these stories are to justify the twist at the end. Yeah, and which I, is a, which is. The twist is stupid. I've, I've gone over this in my head several times. I was just like, "It's I can't justify this." And we didn't need to do this. We, yeah, we really yeah. didn't. Could, you you could have done the same thing without being like, "Aha!" But you thought this. I, no, I knew what was. No, I knew what was going on. I got you know. After a certain point, I was like, "Okay." Uh, and again, not everybody's going to predict that. I'm surprised I even saw it coming, and I'm not priding myself on that. It's, it, honestly, it's one of those where it popped in my head because because it's a double twist. And, and both things kind of popped in my head, but I gave the movie more credit than the thinking it would do that. And yeah, I was like, in a yeah. lesser movie, they would do something like this, but uh, Clooney's not going to do that. And I was like, I'd be goddamn. <laughs> Listen, they could be setting up some connection to the to the space station because I, 
I really like what was going on with Space Station, but instead you just had these long scenes with George Clooney and then they just toss you into the next setting. And it doesn't, you know, it just doesn't flow very well. Uh, now, I, and, and I'm going to tell you something, man. I, George Clooney, I really, I really want to enjoy George Clooney, man. Uh, it, it didn't, I, everybody talks about his performance in the movie. First of all, this fool is slowly turned to Mel Gibson. You <laughs> look at he's like like he's looking like him and sounding like him. I'm just kind of like shit. Jews and blacks. You might want to watch him for a little while <laughs> before he got audio tape, audio recording of him going crazy on somebody. Oh, he go nuts. I heard an interview with him recently. He does not like Mel Gibson. <laughs> oh, Give it time. Yeah, yeah. When you start getting that Mel Gibson beard, because at first I thought I was watching Fat Man. That's <laughs> exactly what I was about to say. It's the prequel. His, his sequel. Yeah, his sequel. Yeah. His character is supposed to be 78 years old. Yeah. No, it's, and it's good. But the thing and, is, and he's got a terminal illness. And George Clooney in the movie, there are moments where he's really good. There's moments where he's in here with a little girl. And I love those moments, man. But uh, most of the movie is just him just looking down on things like, he, like he's drunk and lost. And just, you know, just, hello, hello, who did? And I'm just like, okay. That's well, well, it was one of these things where, like, they set up right off the bat that on this ice station zebra, like, like they know the world's coming to an end. And everybody evacuates. Just like, I'm going to spend the last moments with my loved ones. You come in, and he's like, no, nah, I'm gonna stay here. Yeah. Hey, I'm gonna stay here by myself. I can take care of myself. It's just gonna be me. He's like Burgess Meredith in the top Twilight Zone where I find <laughs> the end of the world. I can read all the books I want. And he looks up and somebody's left their little girl behind. He's like, mother. God damn it. it. Oh, wow. So it's all about him. <laughs> and she doesn't talk. So he's gotta communicate with her and take care of her. And the scenes are, you know, they're nice. You're like, okay, that's what this movie is. But rather than giving you a lot to really develop with that, cut the flashback. Cut, yeah. cut to the astronauts. Yeah, there really is no big connection. I mean, he's really good with that little girl, man. When he ain't walking around with vomiting his beard and looking and shit. That motherfucker look, he looks like a dude that just stumbled out the bar for most of the movie. I know he's sick, but I'm like, God damn, man. I mean, that's all he's really doing. I mean, half the time he's either you know, doing his treatment or getting drunk. Oh, yeah, getting drunk. So he really is drunk through half the movie. I'm throwing up in a toilet. And, I mean, really, he's just walking through the movie bug-eyed and shit. And I'm just like, man, I know you're a great actor and I know this is what required of the role, but that's pretty much all you're doing to this shit. You need to be connected with this little girl trying to figure out whether or not she's going to live or if she's going to die you can eat her body or something. <laughs> I, uh, I love the way they did not tell you what the disaster was. and I, I could take some guesses, but I don't know what it is. I don't think it's nuclear war. I, don't, I, didn't, I wasn't so much like, I got to know. But I was, because he's considered like a, a genius astrophysicist. So being a man of science, the way he's like, something happened, I don't know what it is. I'm like... You are a scientist. It might not be your specialty, but you would fucking know. This shit would be on the news everywhere. Everybody like, would know yeah. what it is. I yeah, I don't know. I like I kinda like when movies do that. That's not the point. So it's I, not I, the I point. like that. Like the road. Yeah, like really the road say. where they the theory is that it was a comet that hit, yeah. but nobody really knows. And I like that because it's not bombs or anything that they dropped. No, it's, no, it's, no. it's radiation that leaked from somewhere and it's like fucking up everybody. Mm. Uh but I like that they don't explain it. That's just me. I like that kind of thing. That's a that's a personal preference. Cause I get why you probably would like more of an answer. Because sometimes it just doesn't make sense when people don't tell you. you know? uh, yeah, I mean, it, it wasn't like I was dying to know, but it just bugged me when he said that he didn't know. Yeah, I mean, like what other science things when they say, well, "Hey, we found life on an undiscovered moon of Jupiter." I was like, 
uh, no, we've already mapped all the moons of Jupiter. That's not an unknown. And life that can sustain human life, I mean, a planet, can, a moon that can sustain human life on Jupiter, that's bullshit. Because there's no, there's no sun out there. The, uh, yeah, the only reason why hmm. I gave it that is like they're, you know, they, today they even saying like, hey, look, you know, if you really want to stretch it, we're discovering new moons, new planets. There's stuff that or, there are orbiting that we haven't ever seen before. So I, you know, all right, I can slide it, on that. Yeah, I know you're supposed to just let it go. But I was like, yeah, I'm gonna I, let it go, but that science does not work out. <laughs> yeah, I, I was just like, all right, it was some unknown there. That's fine. I get it. You want to put all these unknowns, and we don't know. All right, cool. Uh, I, I guess because I like the space stuff too. The space stuff was intriguing to me. And I'll tell you why. Because there were characters there to interact with each other and give each other backstory. So, you know, where George Clooney's just there on Earth and by himself and doing these predictable things that we see. And there are some very predictable things that happen in space. Mm -hmm. But, you know, these, uh, these people are able to, they're more compelling because they tell. Uh, you know, they're able to tell their stories and give their background, and that's that's where the slow pace of the movie really worked because that slow reveals. None of these people are giving these long moments of exposition. They're not sitting around talking. What do you want to do when you go back to Earth? Well, I can't wait to see my face. You want to see a picture? You know, it's nothing like that. It's like they reveal it through visual cues, natural feeling dialogue, and I thought, all right, you know what? I love this part that's up here in space. That's that's cool with me. Uh, even though there were moments that shit felt like Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> <laughs> You know, there, there was a there's a couple of Guardians of the Galaxy moments in there. I'm like, all right, you don't have a talking squirrel come up. And it, I mean, it's, I can't even hold the movie against that. But it's a beautiful film. It um, is. It is. It's man. Anytime you kill people with snow, it's gorgeous, man. And I love all the. Again, man, you know the the scope of uh, snow vistas and whatnot is great. It has space, so the space scenes were really cool. He even said that while he was filming, his eyelashes would freeze. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. So wow, man. Okay, that's cool. Uh, yeah, the Arctic is cool. The stuff in space is really gorgeous, man. Uh, there, and there are some well-directed action scenes in here. I'm talking about the pace, but there's a couple of small set pieces in here. And one is pretty derivative of any kind of movie you've seen like this. The other is like, all right, that's that's kind of cool. Another the one of one scene deals with the uh, broken ice, and that was really suspenseful. Mm -hmm. It was. Yeah, it's, just, it's and, and I love the score to this man. At the end of the movie, they keep visuals on while score while the score is playing. I haven't wanted to buy a movie score in a while or listen to one, but I don't know for some reason this one I was like, this is this is uh it's a really beautiful score for such a depressing film, but. I don't know, man. When uh, it ended, did you know? Did you know it ended? Because I didn't know it ended until I was like, "Wait, those words on the screen? Those? Yeah, those yeah, yeah, no, I, 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 they put they get you and they yeah. put up their smile while you uh -huh. looking at some other shit. It's yeah, like, you just up there waiting for something to happen. What y'all gonna do? <laughs> Meanwhile, the words are like, "Hey." <laughs> it reminded me of those Charlie Brown specials where it'd be at the end, they're still doing stuff in the credits. There, you can't go nowhere. <laughs> But except with Charlie Brown, you want to stick with it. It's like, come on, you cut this shit off, man. All right, you say what you had to say. I can well, go. With the flashbacks, I like the look of them, mm -hmm. and even you know with the actors. But it was odd 
where you had the actor who plays young George Clooney, which I was yeah. like, dang, he's doing a, a damn good George Clooney impression. And then I found out, like, oh, no, George Clooney was dubbing his voice for him the whole time. Oh, I didn't know that. I <laughs> yeah. thought the same wow. thing. Holy I thought, shit. I was like, hey, they hired this dude because of his voice. Because yeah. he does kind of look like him, yeah, you know? Yeah, Like, if you look like, he doesn't look like George Clooney, but like, just, let's just say, like, you look at the eyes when George Clooney has Features. a beard. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, okay. more so than a lot of times when they get people to be the younger version of somebody. Boy, I didn't know they did that shit. Boy, they got wow. me good. They got, they got that answer. guy good. They got that guy good. But I was like, I'm going to play young George Clooney. He started my career. And he dumps over my dialogue. Damn it. <laughs> I worked hard on that impression, yeah. too. <laughs> and probably, you know, probably did it because he kind of kind of looked close to George Clooney when he talked, I'm Dr. Augustus Longstaffs. I want to tell you about a planet we found. He's like, um, yeah, look, we ain't casting no more. Just dubbed his voice over. Hmm. Yeah, he's the actor who played Spock on uh, Star Trek Discovery. Oh, I didn't watch Star Trek. Oh. No, I, I've seen that guy. He could have done it. I wouldn't. I would, I would have accepted that. I haven't yeah. seen the movie, but you know. So. But I tell you, it worked, man. It worked. Yeah, it was cool. Like I said, they it, got it me. fooled me. Yeah, yeah, man. It got me good. They For fooled me. I was like, shit. Like, man, he's. I, I, I thought like I thought I like you must have been like went out drinking with George Clooney <laughs> right. or something. Yeah. Yeah. Mimicked his ass all day. But yeah, man. Uh, look. It's a movie that has everything going for it except story flow. Mm-hmm. It really does. And that's a shame because there is so much work in here. So much going for it. But it's, I know a lot of people are watching this on Netflix. And I, and I, and I want it to be seen because, like I said, man, the, the ambition was there. And I do appreciate the approach that they tried to take with this. It, uh, and the cast is good. Felicity Jones, Kyle Chandler is in there. Uh, uh, Martin Luther King. What's that dude? David Oyelowo. David Oyelowo. <laughs> F. Uh, Ethan Peck is the guy that plays uh, young George Clooney. The cast is uh is great, man. I love. Who's the guy that was in that movie where they stole his? <laughs> they stole his lawnmower truck. <laughs> oh, oh, I yeah. know, uh, Damien Bashir. Yeah. Damien Bashir. Yeah. B- Bashir. Yeah, that Bashir. guy. Bashir. Bashir. Yeah. I'm asking you, help me. Yeah, Damien, Damien Bashir. <laughs> that guy is really good in this, yeah, too, Yeah, yeah, he is. Y'all need to see that movie. What's that movie called? Oh, uh, I don't remember. Uh, uh, a Better Life. A Better Life. Mm. Boy, watch that movie. I, <laughs> I know. That was the funniest, saddest thing. <laughs> I mean, that part is funny, and you, and, but then when you think about it, you're like, oh. And the rest of that movie is just so depressing. Yeah. I just left in tears. Yeah, Damon Bashir. I, I loved him in this movie, man, because he's stupid ass. <laughs> Y'all got to watch this movie, man, A Better Life, which he didn't get. <laughs> that fool, he just met this. He, so he plays a guy from Mex- from Mexico, an, an illegal immigrant, and he's trying to start a lawnmowing service. And he, man, he gets it. He saved for years and got his shit going mm-hmm. and, and started hanging out with this other Mexican that he just met. Well, well, like he goes to pick him up. He's the guy that nobody will pick up from Home Depot to work. Yeah, he's he sh- like, I'm going to yeah. give you a chance. You come work with me. And that dude shared a burrito with him um, and everything. They're like, yeah. hey, we buddies. And I mean, <laughs> and he looked up at a tree and he had to chop down something up there. And that new that new Mexican friend, he got he's like, man, go up there. You can do it. You can get it. And they showed him hop, like climbing up there. And he looked down and that other Mexican dude was looking at him with big eyes like, yes, he's doing it. And they had this triumphant music. <laughs> and he got up there and chopped that shit down. He's getting ready like, hey, Hey, buddy, look, oh shit! He and the guy over, just stole his truck. And that dude was running through his truck, <laughs> <laughs> and he couldn't get down in time. And he was trying to. Uh. And by the time he hit the ground, you're scared. <laughs> that dude stole. He ganked this shit. Mm. <laughs> he had to look right there, like yeah. God damn, that motherfucker took my shit. <laughs> 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 Man, that movie had me cracking up. It's a good movie too. Yeah. It's a really good movie. You saw it. He got an Academy Award for that too. Or he was nominated. Yeah, he was nominated. nominated. Yeah. Yeah, man. 
<laughs> yeah, I, I watched that movie every every time. I've seen it a couple of times, and I even I, I have to tell myself, I ever watch this movie with somebody, they can't watch this around me. I'm, a, I'm laughing at that part. <laughs> And they're going to think I'm being cool. But I remember, man, I've been being a theater when I watched that. I was just like, God damn, boy. They got his ass good. <laughs> Love him, though. Love him, though. So, people, um, yeah, great cast, great cinematography, great effects, great score. I would even dare say great direction in parts, but it's just the story leaves a lot to be desired the editing leaves a lot to be, to be desired uh and i would say that that ending there's some things i wouldn't have done in that ending but hey that's they they made their choice and they did what they did i don't agree with it but i have to give this a rental that's uh that's where i am with this uh yeah like i said it took me two tries to watch it <laughs> <laughs> and the first time i got about halfway and i had to quit and when i came back to thinking i was going to pick it up where i left off i realized that while I'd been watching it, I had stopped paying attention. It, oh, wow. it, it kind of lost me, and yeah. I was like, okay. "I got to start from the beginning on this." <laughs> uh, <laughs> and I and I give you, you know, I'm saying to you like, "Oh, I have trouble with the pacing." I didn't the second time because I, I I knew what I was in for. But the, yeah, the problem with it is that too much of it is too familiar from other places, yeah. and and what it goes into isn't terribly interesting. Uh, it's it's one of those movies where it has all the the ingredients of a great movie and somehow doesn't come together as one. Yeah. And yes, the the pacing, I feel like the story itself, which had plenty of time to really be a lot more important or poignant or have stuff to say, when time you get to the end of it, <clears throat> the, what they do at the ending with the double twist really sabotages the whole thing. Because you realize, yeah. like, hey, I endured all this to try to set me up for this thing that doesn't even really work. It, there's so much more that could have been done just straightforward that would have told a much better story and uh yeah I'm, I'm with you it's 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 sad it's a it's a rental netflix is doing a big push on it they sent me one of those big coffee table books for it yeah. it's like they're they're really believing in this right. um and i guess you know on paper sure but the actual thing uh, it's just not it's not working yeah yeah man i wish uh i, I this is a move i want i, I I was rooting for it, looking at yeah. it. And I, even when I knew, I was like, "This, this, this is gonna be a rental." Halfway through, I was like, "This is gonna be a rental," unless they pull some <laughs> shit, unless they just pull something really good out their ass, and then this is gonna be a rental. But I don't want it to be. I know. <laughs> well, you remember, like, like it was two weeks before, two weeks ago. I was like, 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 hey man, we need to talk about this. We should talk about this. I hadn't mm -hmm. seen it yet. I just mm -hmm. knew it was there. And then to finally watch it, and that's when I shut up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, man. Maybe we can go and edit this this thing with Fat Man. <laughs> I mean, it's all, it's in the Arctic. You know? See if anybody knows the difference. <laughs> yeah, you know, if Santa Claus could have come out the end and saved the whole thing, would have worked. That would have been amazing. Now that that would have been great twist. Yeah, that been just <laughs> great twist. Yeah, yeah, man. All right, let's move on to our next thing right here. Boy, this boy is just going. <laughs> his eyes uh -huh. yeah. no. mm -hmm. so you should get quiet uh -huh. when it wants to hear that mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> eyes open up well Alan I can't blame him he fell asleep that movie too so. <laughs> 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 
We, he don't even know the same movie. It's not not the same. This movie, what do you think we're talking about? <laughs> Shark Boy and Lava Girl. We're talking about completely different movies. time is completely off. This motherfucker, we're talking about a movie in space with George Clooney. He's, he's a man. Yeah, he's, he's, he's Shark shit. Boy, yeah. <laughs> man, Shark Boy should have got old, man. It's <laughs> the third film. <laughs> he went to live out in the snow by himself. <laughs> Floating Alan on the ice. I don't know what the hell is going on. <laughs> lost contact with Mission Control at three weeks. Why is it so quiet? That's either it's a spaceship that we hoped would be our future. I have to warn them about the conditions on Earth.